0: This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league
1: in podcasting entertainment.
0: What's up, what's up? Real MVPs, Ricky Widmer here, and welcome back. I know that if you've watched the YouTube channel, you've seen things like the big board, you're like, Ricky, you already welcomed us back. But welcome back. We're officially back as I am joined with the Canadian cowboy himself, JD, how you doing today? JD, welcome in to the first draft room. I'm doing fantastic. How do we feel about the new nickname? Because I feel like that's what I'm going to start. Call. We got to get you a cowboy hat so I can officially call you the Canadian cowboy.
1: Hey, man, I've been trying to get a cowboy hat, but like I want, I want like an actual one. But those, those are expensive. But I didn't know you were going to start calling me that. But hey, I'm here for it.
0: I thought about it today, so. Welcome in. Draft room, real MVPs. Welcome in. First one. Football's officially back. College football has been back for a week and a half. NFL starting by the time everyone's watching this on YouTube. NFL games would have happened. We're recording this on Thursday. NFL's officially back, but I was showering before we were going to record, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I'm sudsing up, and I'm just thinking to myself, like, I watched the Pat McAfee show during COVID. They called the uh, tone digs, the COVID cowboy. And I was thinking to myself, you know what? JD wants to move to America. JD wants to move to a state. I'm not going to say it in- unless you do uh, a very America, American state. You as some say would it. say, uh, JD wants to move to Texas, Tejas, as some would yeah. say, very American was where cowboys come from. And I'm like, you know what? I don't care if it sounds like I'm stealing from the Pat McAfee show. You are Canadian. You want to move where the Cowboys roam? I don't know if there's Buffalo. I know Buffalo or Colorado, Buffalo and Montana. I don't know if they have the Buffalo roaming in uh, Tejas, but uh, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start calling you a Canadian Cowboy because, you know, when you move here and you are a Texan, we're going to get you a Cowboy hat and you're gonna have to wear that every dang show wearing that (laughs) every show wearing it on the show the the, not the covid cowboy the canadian cowboy yeah we don't want the covids yeah yeah well I, i don't think anyone wants that nobody wants the flu but welcome into the draft room we are officially back and it's the start of draft season it's officially the start of draft season and uh This is the bi-weekly podcast where JD and I talk about everything going on in the NFL draft from now until pretty much, JD. So I put the schedule on mostvaluablepodcast.com, which you guys can go check out the schedule right now. Everything's updated. So basically, you and I, every other week from now, pretty much until the Monday before the draft, we are going to be talking NFL draft, college football prospects, NFL teams when draft things start happening. Cannot wait for this process. We got a jam-packed show today. Before we get into everything, though, longer housekeeping than usual. Number one, if you want to support us, check out our Patreon link down below. You can get pretty much almost all our videos, mock drafts, big boards, podcasts, all four days early or three days early. I think it is like for the draft room, we release it Friday on Patreon Monday for everyone else for just $10 plus membership. You can go ahead and get the podcasts on Friday instead of on Monday. So go ahead and click that link down below. We have the discord greatest community in the universe. The conversation doesn't stop here. Everyone, all the real MVPs are in the MVP discord. You can join that for free down below. We even watch some games together tonight. I'm going to be in the watch along. I know that tonight you guys are going to be like, oh, no, tonight, not tonight. As you're seeing this tonight, as we're recording this, we watch football and stuff together. So it's a great time. Join the discord down below. Also, JD special announcement. I'm going to let you kind of take it away. Cause there's nothing really to uh I'm just handing this to you because you really asked me about it before we record. Our podcasts are also going to be on a uh two special services this year. Where else can people find us this year?
1: You can find us on Spotify and iTunes.
0: Hell yeah. Well, I think it's Apple Podcasts now. Is it uh, iTunes Apple, still uh, or is it Apple I, Podcasts? I don't know. I don't I don't really Apple and Spotify, uh, basically. Yeah. And, So they will release there on Mondays just like they will on YouTube. It's a great addition. And if you're watching this on Patreon, the channels are not made. If you're watching this on Monday, first one live... You can go ahead and check them out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And then also, JD's Big Board, we recorded that. Those videos are up. Check that out on the YouTube page. And as I am saying this now, and you are watching it, everybody, my first mock draft is up. Go ahead and check that out as well. If you're on Patreon or if you're watching this live on Monday, the mock draft is up. You can go ahead and check it out. But, JD, we have a jam packed show. We're talking Caleb Williams. We're talking Colorado and primetime and Sadir Sanders. And then we're going to end the show talking about guys that impressed us this week and guys that didn't really impress us after week one of the college season. But, J.D., let's start off Caleb Williams. The best kind of story, some would say, because it's the age-old classic of quarterback's father, Talks to magazine or quarterback's father goes on podcast says comment and then quarterback and son has to live with that has to answer questions about it. Um, This was tweeted out. The Bleacher Report tweet is what I'm looking at. Caleb Williams dad says he can return to UFC if team drafting first isn't a good situation. Uh, This was via At GQ magazine. JD, I'm gonna be very, very blunt with this one. How do you feel about this? What if like X team was at number one? Do you like Caleb Williams basically? If he's thinking this way, because it's his father that made the comment, do you blame him for saying, nah, I don't want to go there, I'll go back to school?
1: Yeah, assuming that he is agreeing with this, I gotta say, boo who buddy like like seriously because i'm i'm at the point now where we've heard this so many times for in many different sports Mm -hmm. and the way i look at it especially when you're the top prospect heading into the draft is you are supposed to be that guy who changes the franchise so okay if it's not a good situation well you're supposed to be that guy to change the culture build the team around you're like you're supposed to take that team to better days, mm-hmm. and you're gonna be getting paid a gross amount of money. So this, unfor- and also unfortunately, it's not your, it sh- it shouldn't be your choice. You're mm-hmm. getting drafted, like you don't really have a a choice of where you're <sighs> going to get drafted. So just be happy with being in the NFL, and if that's how if that's your mentality, like if he does end up, uh staying a year just because he doesn't want to play for whatever team is picking at number one. Well, then I don't know if I'm a coach or GM.
0: I don't want that guy. That That's a crappy attitude to have. I mean, so with me, I, I'll be honest. I did not expect you when you told me before we hit the record button, Hey, Ricky, I'm going to be on this side of the argument. I was I was very excited because I'm like, ooh, ooh, JD and our, JD and I are on different sides here. Because for me, and yet again, I know you don't mean it this way, but uh there are there are some people out there that might take some connotations with the whole uh, you know, well, this is how it is. The team basically you get drafted that team, you don't get to pick because you don't have the power, blah, blah, blah. I do feel like in the NFL, it's different than the NBA. The NBA, the players have all the power. I think the players have too much power in the NBA. However, on the flip side, in the NFL, I think the owners have all the power. And there's the, the, both leagues need to be balanced. I agree. But in the NFL, it's on the owner's side. And on the NBA, it's too much on the player's side. I don't have a problem with this. And the reason why is, at the end of the day, it's Caleb Williams' career. And just like anybody else in the in all of America, like if I went out and said, I want to try to get X a job. And then I learned about my uh, learned about the company that I uh, applied for, the company that's looking into me. And I'm just like, you know what? They're doing some shady things. It doesn't seem like a good workplace environment. No one's going to blame me for saying, Nah, I don't want to work there. I know that football is a little bit different. I do agree with you in the sense of there might be some teams that go, whoa, I don't like that attitude, especially football cultures, because football cultures are the ones where it's like, hey, we want you to come in as a quarterback. You're supposed to be the guy that the troops rally behind. And if you're doing that, then it's already setting a bad picture I'll be completely honest, though. I don't think this will be a problem for 29 of the, I'm sorry, thing in NBA, for 31 of the football teams in the National Football League, uh, JD. I think there's only one team, one team that this will affect. The Arizona Cardinals. They're the only team this affects in my mind. And it stinks that they have two, possibly two of the top three picks, maybe even number one and number two, depending on how bad the Texans do, because I'm a little bit older than you, J.D. I kind of, this brings to me reminiscing of uh, of John Elway back in the day, where for some of our younger viewers, if you're unaware, John Elway played football, but also played baseball as well. And I believe it was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I believe, were the number one pick at the time John Elway was coming out. And John Elway said, I ain't playing for you. You can draft me. I ain't playing for you. The leverage, see, here's the thing that's different, though. John Elway's leverage was, hey, the Yankees called me up. George Steinbrenner either took me or was going to take me. I'll just go play for the Yankees. Like he was like, I won't play for you. You can draft me, keep me. I'll just go play baseball and be a New York Yankee. That's when I think the trade happened. Denver moved up. Denver got John Elway. John Elway was a football player, not a baseball player. The difference here, JD is I think what makes this interesting is NILs and how different the college football world is because to me, this isn't about like, I'm not looking at this as like, oh, Caleb Williams, good guy, bad guy. I'm looking at this of. Does the whole landscape of NILs and now how college football is make it to where, let's be honest, quarterbacks are going to be the ones this affects that this won't be the last time we hear this and of a guy actually being like, nah, I'll stay in college because guess what? I'm a number one pick. I play at USC Money wise, I'm gonna be fine on my nils, and I'll just see like I'll just see who uh, who's the number one pick next year.
1: Yeah, I mean, like again, like I kind of said before, like we we have heard that and seen that for well, not really seen it, but heard that because it was the same thing with the yeah the last ex- the last uh, example of people or of a quarterback who people thought was going to do this was Joe Burrow when mm-hmm. the Bengals were picking one. People were like, "Oh, he's not going to play for them." They're was that a also
0: pitcher. a dad comment or like somebody else? It was somebody other uh, than Burrow made yeah, the comment, yeah, right? Yeah,
1: it was somebody. Yeah, I, it wasn't his dad because his dad, yes. I th- think, was a mm-hmm. Bengals fan or yeah. s- or something like that. But yeah, but yeah, it was someone else. And again, Burrow kind of shut that down real quick. Mm-hmm. But so I guess we'll have to see what Caleb Williams does. But yeah, I just. I get what you're saying when it comes to, like, you know, the NIL does change that. It doesn't make him probably as strapped for cash. But I just... I, I don't know. Like, there's still a lot more money that you'll make as the number one pick. See,
0: but that's the thing. If you're a big-time athlete like Caleb Williams, you could potentially be making just as much money NIL in college. Because, it like... The reason why I, I I know this, I should say, is like um, I look at guys like Kofi Coburn with Illinois when he was in Illinois. He was nowhere near the popularity of Caleb Williams, but like he was making money like the money that he was making or that was reported he was making from NILs was like, oh, you <laughs> you're making just as much money, if not a little more than some guys who have vetmins in the in the NBA. Like, you're making good, good money with these NILs. And let's be honest, Caleb Williams is the face of college football. He will be the number one draft pick unless he gets injured in some way. That's the only way he is not being the number one overall pick at the draft in April. I just look at this and I go, I think the, the other thing, too, is, and I'll ask you this if you think it's true. The Cardinals are the only team, right? And I look at that and I go, if I was Caleb Williams, I wouldn't want to play there. Because look at how the organization is. Look at how they've managed Kyler Murray. They don't look like a front office and they don't look like a team in an atmosphere that I would even want to be a part of.
1: I I was trying to think about that because honestly, like the Cardinals weren't even the first team to come to my mind. Like Mm -hmm. I was thinking of teams like who already had a young quarterback. Like, like, look, okay, like, let's look at the Titans, for example, like granted, not first round pick, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, first round picks, but they've had Ryan Tannehill. They took Malik Willis in the, what was in the third round Mm -hmm. uh, two years ago. And then they took Will Levis a year later. So they're not, they're taking these young guys and not playing them again, not to the same caliber as Caleb Williams, Mm -hmm. obviously. But I mean, is that showing that they can't develop a
0: quarterback? No, they're just picking right. bad quarterbacks until Will Levis. <laughs> what? They're <laughs> picking bad quarterbacks until they got Will Levis. Because like they have I'm just their quarterback they're... of the future, JD. They, they're not a quarterback needy team.
1: Fair. I was just using that as an example, but like I'm like just what I mean is like mm-hmm. if you have right. a team who have who has like two young quarterbacks or 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 they picked a young quarterback and they're like reluctant to play them, like basically. Uh, Julian Love, mm-hmm. who, like with Green Bay, right? So that's kind of what I'm thinking when it comes to like the, like what what was the word that the dad used? Uh, the the like, not the culture, but the I'm, I'm, gonna,
0: of- I'm gonna look up the ESPN article. Um, yeah, cause, um, so, so the however he phrased it, the exact quote in a recent interview with GQ, he said, and I quote: "The funky thing about the NFL draft process is." he'd almost be better off not being drafted than being drafted first. The system is completely backwards. The way the system is constructed, you go to the worst possible situation, the worst possible team, the worst organization in the league because of their desire for gets, uh Gets the first pick. So it's the gift and the curse. Like, I look at that, like actually reading the quote, I just go, congratulations. You've described what a draft is. Yeah. Congratulations. You know what a draft is, but like, I think that like, cause one of the things you said, I want to talk about the Titans for a second. One of the things about the Titans and why I, I didn't even think about them is the Will Levis thing aside, Ricky being a huge Will Levis fan, you were talking about their quarterbacks. If I was Caleb Williams, if the let's say the Titans number one pick, worst team in the league, I would be ecstatic to go there if I'm Caleb Williams. Because A, I know I'm better than Malik Willis. I know I'm better than Will Levis. And I look at that team, I'm throwing to like, okay, AJ Brown not on the team. Wide receivers could be more improved. But like you're telling me I get Derek Henry behind me, and I got a coach like Coach Vrabel who's gonna set a culture in there for me. Like to me, they are completely opposite of the, like I thoroughly believe thoroughly believe that the, that the Cardinals were that team because every other needy quarterback team, JD Cardinals hate their situation. The Buccaneers. I don't really hate their situation. Look at the wide receivers. They have, they have running backs, they're a team that Caleb Williams could do well on. The Rams would be perfect. The Rams would be a perfect situation. Caleb Williams stays in L.A. He gets to go. Like, I just thought of this. Is this them finessing to try to get the Rams to get the number one pick so he could stay in L.A. and be the Rams quarterback? It
1: could be, it could be
0: a Alonzo Ball situation. Because, like, like, I would even take the commanders, or I'm sorry, the football team or the whatever they're going to be because they're changing their name at the, uh, the end of the year. It's just something of like, I think this comment, yet again, Caleb Williams hasn't said anything about it. So you're sitting there kind of thinking like, well, what does Caleb think about this? What does Caleb think? Does he agree with his dad? But I just think every other team in the league is a way better situation than the Cardinals. And the only reason it was said is because the Cardinals are so bad and they will have two chances to get the number one pick.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, in all likelihood, it probably was about the Cardinals because I don't think there's anybody that I've seen that don't have the Cardinals in last place. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... Yeah, but also I just want to point out something too. When when he was talking about when the f- dad was talking about the draft mm-hmm. and oh how the like oh the worst team the worst organization gets the the like first overall pick. Mm-hmm. Well, what you want it to be the other way? The team that wins Super Bowl also gets the first overall pick. That like that just doesn't make any sense. I mean,
0: he did say other things like I've talked to Archie Manning. His career was shot because he went to a horrible organization. I've talked to Lincoln Riley, to Kyler Murray struggle or to Lincoln Riley and Kyler Murray struggled because of where he was drafted. Baker Mayfield struggled mightily because of where he was drafted. The organizations matter. And that's what I think the bottom line is. I don't I don't take this as a shot of like, I want to play for the best team. There's no like. I and Caleb Williams, whatever team he gets drafted by, he's going to come in. He's going to say, you know what? I'm the leader of this team. Let's go ahead and get this team better. What I think that this is how this should be taken is this should be kind of a warning shot to the Cardinals. This should be a warning shot of like, Hey, guess what? If you're going to be like, first off, uh, ah, not first off. Cause this is like the millionth thing I've mentioned. my, Brain is all over the place with this. I'm going to ask you this first before I get on my main tangent, because this just popped into my head. Mm -hmm. Let's say the Cardinals were going to tank this year. Just tank it entirely because, hey, we're done with Kyler. He's going to be out. We're just going to not play him all year. We're going to tank. We're going to get Caleb Williams. If you're the Cardinals, do you second guess that? Do you go, well... I mean, I guess not because number one pick you could still like get draft capital for. But like, do you actually try to compete and see what you have when you're like, oh, we'll be number one and Caleb Williams won't be there because he ain't going to play for us?
1: I mean, I still think they could try to improve and still be bad. Mm-hmm. Like, just look like you give a crap when you're on the <laughs> field. Like, yeah. per, like honestly. That's all you got to do and and show that like from an organizational standpoint mm-hmm. that you're actually going in the right direction not just a dumpster fire. Like that's all I think that these guys want to see mm-hmm. is that you're just not running around with your head cut off not knowing what you're doing. Like they, I don't think they like if I'm Caleb Williams I'm not sitting there being like okay I, if I if I'm going to go play for the Cardinals this year I need to see them win four games or like nothing like that. Like I just, you got to look like you're at least heading in the right direction. Yeah, you want to see and com- and
0: competency from your front yeah, office.
1: Exactly. That not necessarily with the talent on the mm-hmm. field, more so just that you're not going to get screwed around.
0: Because the, the other point I was going to make is what you just said is I think what the, like, first off my question is, and I know you don't know the answer. This is just rhetorical of, Is this a situation where uh, I can't remember who said it? I think it was Colin Cowherd said it way back in the day when talking about LeBron of everything that comes out about LeBron doesn't come out unless LeBron wants it to come out. I wonder if this is that same thing of where Caleb Williams, we ain't going to hear from him because this was maybe a conversation that him and his dad had of like, Hey, Let me go do this interview because if I say it, I'm me. I'm not you. They can't hold what I say against you. And if it gets blown up and people are like bashing you, just come out and say, just just come out and say I'm crazy and that, hey, my dad doesn't speak for me. Like I could have seen I could see that strategy happening because the thing that I wonder is like you said Does this then force the Cardinals, because they're the team that I think this was a shot at, does this force them to say, hey, if we're going to tank for Caleb Williams, we have to show him by the end of this year that we are an organization that he should want to play for. And it's basically putting them on notice of like, hey, if you want my son, guess what? You have from now, which is, what, September 6th when the tweet came out, you have from September 6th All the way until April, what, 25th or 26th to prove to us that he should play for your organization. If not, we got a great situation here at UFC or USC. We'll stay here. We'll do this whole thing over again next year.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I think you just you just nailed it. I mean, it's just if it was only his dad saying it, it's just giving him options Mm -hmm. for moving forward. But yeah, like I think again like you can not necessarily a parent. Mm-hmm. Um saying it, but like when you hear an agent speaking out about yeah certain athletes, it's usually like you just said it's the agent and the player are talking and
0: mm-hmm.
1: like you just said the agent can't be held accountable or sorry, the player can't be held accountable for what the agent says. There's there's just ways to go around it.
0: I just so, I also and the reason, this is the last thing I'll say on it. The reason why I think this was a shot at the Cardinals specifically is because, J.D., think about... Now, uh, the Cardinals' GM, did they get a new... I'm going to ask you, did they get I, a new GM this year? I think they did. Okay, so the GM that they have this year is um, Mike... Mike Ossenfort and he, yeah. So, okay. Yeah. He was with the Titans, uh, director of player personnel. This'll be his first year with the Cardinals. I just, I look at that team and just even head coaching wise, I know this wasn't Asen Asen uh font. I think that's what I said. I forgot his name. Cause I pulled it off my screen, but just think of since Bruce Arians was the head coach of the Cardinals. They have gone from 2018, Steve Wilkes video is still on the channel. When they made that hire, Mark and I talked about it. I thought it was the dumb hire. I thought he, she wasn't qualified to be the head coach of the Cardinals. Guess what? He only lasted one season, three and 13. Then they went immediately to Cliff Kingsbury. We're going to team up Cliff Kingsbury with Kyler Murray. It's going to be amazing. Well, guess what? It wasn't amazing. Didn't work out at all for like a year. Yeah, it worked out for a couple games, one or two. um, But then it didn't work out at all. So it's like I look at this and I go, "Okay, new GM, new coach. You have to prove that this is the place to play for, because I'm telling you, any other team that is quarterback needy, Buccaneers, Rams, commanders, um, even if Green Bay is number one, if. The Titans are number one, even though I don't be number I don't think they'll be number one. I would pick any of those teams to play for over the Arizona Cardinals. And I think it would be very interesting if for the first time a top pick, we see this in the NBA sometimes of like, I'm gonna stay back, especially like with the now G League Ignite, like players can do it if they want to. But if a top quarterback said, you know what, I'm gonna come back to college and play. And we'll do it all over again next year because I'll be completely honest. Caleb Williams, if you if you go to Arizona, there's a chance. I'm not gonna say he will, but there's a chance he could be like Baker Mayfield. There's a chance that he could be like Johnny Manziel. There's a chance that he could be like Kyler Murray. Now the Johnny Manziel one, I do want to put the asterisks on. Johnny Manziel screwed Johnny Manziel to kind of do a Montreal screw job uh, reference there because Johnny Manziel was not watching film or doing anything you needed to do. But let's be honest, Kyler's not either. He's playing yeah. uh, He's playing COD and COD comes out in a couple months, JD. So, a uh, couple months, couple weeks, we're getting around that season. NFL starts, COD starts, so uh, Kyler Murray's got to get that Call of Duty game on, you know. MW3, is that where we're on now? MW3? Again, we're doing it again. But yeah, I just think that the Cardinals need to get their together and they need to go ahead and prove to him that this is the place that he wants to play or that he should want to play.
1: Yeah? No, I I agree. I mean yeah, I mean I think we kind of just nailed mm-hmm. it all, but yeah, the uh the Cardinals I think they're worst options like mm-hmm. if you look back in history, like I don't I wouldn't say they're the worst. The Browns, runner.
0: the Browns.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I mean I I just think, yeah, like just with Mm -hmm. this new leadership group, show you're going in the right direction, show that you have some type of competent, like you're some type of competent. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and hopefully Caleb Williams decides to play for you because if not, well, then the draft, the draft room pod will be getting spicy going forward.
0: So. Let's kind of, let's change gears here. Let's go into the second thing that we we're going to talk about and kind of a little bit of uh college football solely, not like kind of draft, but like it's sort of draft is JD. First thing I want to ask you is what are your opinions about the coach prime, Colorado Buffalo, the Colorado, Prime, primalows? No, that doesn't sound right. Don't quote me on that. We're going to workshop that. We're going to work prime into that. But what was your opinion of Colorado after week one? Because Dave was all in on Colorado. He was on the hype train, was talking to me before kickoff. Oh, man, plus 20 was easy money. I wish I would have listened to him and not been like, oh, I got to wait and see Colorado play before I bet on them. He's all in on them. He's got me now all in on them. I don't know how they're only a three-point favorite against a trash team like Nebraska. What are your thoughts on Colorado after their 45-42 to 42 win over TCU last week? So
1: when Coach Prime first got hired, I remember talking to Kai from the Discord, mm-hmm. and I said, I'm like, honestly, I could see this being the turnaround that Colorado needed, and Kai didn't buy it he's like no colorado's been the worst team for for, for however long like they've been like they're just a dumpster fire mm-hmm. and i'm like i don't know i'm like you know again travis hunter was huge mm-hmm. just, they're actually recruiting well um and then uh you're gonna have to help me how how, how do you say uh 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 sanders first name uh
0: Shadur. Shudder Sanders, okay.
1: yeah, because I I've been butchering that for the last hour long. <laughs> Sh- so Shudder... yeah. So Shudder Sanders. I mean, with um, Jackson State, he I mean he did good for Jackson State, but it's Jackson State. So mm-hmm. I was a little iffy. But going into this game, I again Kai messaged me and like asked me my thoughts on like heading into it. What am mm-hmm. I feeling? Do I think? uh TCU will win and I said honestly um I my money would be on Colorado. Mm-hmm. I just thought like I thought TCU got a lot worse this year. Um but yeah no with um Colorado I mean I think that they should be a threat going forward. Probably not playoff team but I think that they could win seven, eight, Mm-hmm Yeah, maybe eight games. Maybe eight games would be good to say. And for a team like them, with the first year of uh, Deion Sanders, I mean, I'd be thrilled with that if I was a, a Buffalo fan.
0: Yeah, I just like, so I'm looking at it, and I'm like, this team, I'm like, okay, how should I feel about them? Because am I too hyped? And one thing that I'm working on right now trying to get it up for for us, but it ain't really working. And I wish it was um, is your rankings for everyone to see. I wanted to get that graphic up as we're recording, but uh, it is not cooperating with me right now. My question for you, JD, is so you had Shadur not on your rankings at all. Your rankings were Caleb Williams at one, Drake May at two, Penix Jr. at three, Jaden Daniels at four, J.J. McCarthy five, Quinn Ewers at six. I am going to ask you if uh, by the time we get to the big board, the next big board, will that change? Will if, that change? Will Sanders be on your big board?
1: Yeah. If Sanders keeps playing the way he has been, then definitely. But I'm still not completely sold on him just because, mm-hmm. again, how many times have we seen college quarterbacks put up a great stat line or, or even a great season mm-hmm. and not do anything in terms of the NFL or not be really draft worthy? Now, now, I'll say this. I don't know about you. But honestly, I haven't watched any uh Sanders highlights there uh mm-hmm. because I just haven't thought about watching someone from Jackson State. <laughs> so <laughs> I honestly I can't I ha- really tell all, you what it's
0: like all, ha- all I have is his like yet again, this is week one overreaction. I get that. Yeah. Like I do, I don't know though, because like I look at this team and it's like after one game, he threw for fi- like he threw for five hundred and ten yards, four touchdowns and broke nine school records in a game. Yeah. Where do you go from that? Like just are, like there there is a possibility at the end of the year because Sanders uh, prime junior. I'm going to I'm just going to start calling him little prime. He is a junior. That's the only reason we're having this discussion is because he's a junior. And I feel feel like by the time we get to your second big board, which will be after week seven, we will have seven weeks of football to watch Shadir play. I think he's going to be on your big board. I do not think he's going to throw for 500 yards a game, but I think he would like – Sanders watching him week one, I'm like, okay, he's one of those guys nobody thought he was going to be a draft prospect. And he burst on the scene and said, hey, you better be thinking about me because the thing that I would like from him from a team standpoint is that, hey, not only are you good and can sling it, you're coached well, you're brought up well because your dad's a pro. Your dad knows the game. Your dad has basically molded you to know how to be a pro. So as long as he can stay out of trouble, do the right things off the field, what every athlete needs to do, and then continue to ball out, he'll be in quarterback rankings and could possibly be one of the top three quarterbacks in this class, potentially. So,
1: then I didn't see I didn't realize he was just a junior either. Something that I thought about mm-hmm. is even, let's just say he has an unreal mm-hmm. uh, junior season and, and actually is getting some type of draft type. Mm-hmm. Do you not think that he would just go Stay. back for another year because to build that tape up and then because mm-hmm. even let's just say he has a killer year, throws for like mm-hmm. let's just say thirty touchdowns, mm-hmm. eight picks or ten picks, um, I think that he would still only get like at best maybe a third round draft grade just because mm-hmm. there's that lack of uh, experience against better competition. Yeah. So I I'm thinking maybe he would go back play. So like for me, he you would probably would see him on my earlier mm-hmm. like quarterback rankings, but I just don't know how confident I would be in putting him high because he in my opinion, I don't think there's a big chance that he'll actually declare for the draft.
0: One way I see him not declaring. There's only one way I see like There's only one, I'll say this, only one reason I think he would give for not leaving.
1: Play and be with his dad?
0: Win a championship with my dad. Because the thing you got to think about Colorado is right now they're a part of the Pac-2. But next year they're going to be a part of the Big 12. So you're going to a new conference. I would say maybe an easier conference than the Pac-2. I know that the Pac-2 is only two teams right now, but like all the teams that left, like USC and UCLA and Washington, I think are tougher teams than the Big 12. I'm not a big, I used to be high on the Big 12. I'm not anymore. I think the Big 12 is weaker compared to everywhere else. Is
1: next year the year that OU and Texas leave? Oh,
0: you're right. They're going to the SEC. So yeah, the Big 12 is nothing then. Yeah, I forgot about that Texas I and couldn't OU. Remember, I
1: I could not remember if that was no, was it this year? No, no, it's not this year. It's next I couldn't year. I could
0: not remember. It's 2024-2025. No, it's not. I'm gonna I'm gonna double check. You're right. You're. I forgot about that. Um, uh, you want to know what's funny? By the way,
1: what
0: I type in Colorado, twenty twenty four. And it brings up everything about Colorado football. I type Texas 2024 election, election, election. No, no, don't want that. (laughs) don't want anything near that. I want, I want football only. Um, what conference, um, both schools reached an agreement in February to exit the big 12 one year early and become members of the sec in 2024. So next year, Oklahoma and Texas will be in the SEC. You're right. Which makes the Big 12 weaker. Uh, Makes them absolutely weaker. We're actually going to this week, by the time everyone's seeing this on YouTube, we've already seen it, but Texas and Alabama play this week. So uh, (laughs) welcome to the show, uh, little brother. Uh, Roll Tide is probably going to happen that day, even though I don't think Alabama is, is as good as they've been in the past. But the only way I could see him staying... Is if Colorado has an, let's say Colorado has a unreal season. Let's say they win the Pac-12 this year. Which many people are saying, hey, like, J.D., I'm already circling Colorado USC. Caleb Williams versus Shadir Sanders is going to be a highlight reel. I cannot wait for it. But, like, I look at this and I go, if they do well, let's say they make the playoff or they just miss the playoff, I could easily see him coming back and saying, like, yes, I'm going to come back play with my dad. Yeah. It's the only reason I think he would stay.
1: Yeah. If they get, if there's like, they finished the season really strong mm-hmm. and then they are ranked pretty, no, nah, yeah. Like, let's say, like, pretty high going into next year. Mm-hmm. I think then there's a reasonable chance that they could be fighting for a playoff spot.
0: But yeah. like I even look at it too of like so we've been we've been harping on Shadir an awful lot, but they have two wide re- like so first off they had four wide receivers go for a hundred plus yards in week one. Unreal. I think the stat was that they showed at the end of the game that um Buff or uh, not Buffalo, I'm thinking Buffalo Bills because the Colorado Buffaloes. Colorado had two players. Go over a hundred yards in a game last season. They had four in just the first game. Two all of last season, four in one game. And there's two guys, Xavier Weaver, and then also Jimmy Horn Jr., who I think they, I think that draft people put your eyes on them too, because if Shadir's playing well, I think they're gonna spread the ball a lot. And I'm not saying that Weaver or Jimmy Horn Jr. are going to be up on the Marvin Harrison level, uh, up on the um, Kean Coleman level and that stuff like that. But in a class that I think will already be one of the deepest wide receiver classes, I wouldn't be surprised if Jimmy Horn Jr. or Xavier Weaver work themselves into discussions, even if it's like high second round, third round wide receivers.
1: Yeah, I just think uh, it, you you can look at that 2019 LSU team, right? Look at all the guys who benefited from that magical season, like on both sides of the ball. And I think the other thing is, and I've heard this a lot from a bunch of different articles or people online and stuff, uh, Deion Sanders players played above their expectations they they like he knows how to get the absolute best out of everybody
0: you know what i learned on instagram that i did not know about uh prime prime teams that i love so you know how many teams in sports have the uh the captain sees yeah where they have the captains oh, for captains I, I he yeah. doesn't have captains he's got yeah. Ls and Ds for leaders and dogs yeah. i love that yeah. i absolutely love that take away captains we don't need two captains give me who the leaders are and give me the guys who are just dogs the guys that are yeah. going to go out there and get it done i like jd i know this isn't the draft part but i'm going to i'm just going to say this cuz it's college football I am losing my mind seeing, like, so the Colorado-Nebraska line opened up at minus one. and Well, first off, it opened up at plus eight and a half for Colorado. I wish I would have saw that because I would have put 10 units on it and been like every dumb better who's like, oh, Blue Jays, 10 units. And then they lose five to two. I, Sorry, J.D. It happened. Yeah, but, like, I know. But if I would have jumped on plus eight and a half. Then at minus one and a half, I put in the discord, JD. Oh, this has got to be all in. But I second guessed myself. I'm like, let me sleep on it. By the morning, this was Monday morning, I believe. Monday morning? Sunday morning? I think it was Sunday morning. By the morning, it's already minus three. It's still at minus three now as we're on Thursday. JD, how is this game minus three for Colorado? Nebraska is not good what, like, am I just going crazy here? Am I taking crazy pills? Is, is the game in Nebraska? No, it's in Colorado. It's their first home game. Oh. How are they minus
1: three? <laughs> maybe they, Dude, they're, they're going to win out. by 21 at least. I mean, I think they'll win as well, but maybe the betters just, or yeah, the bookies. Yeah, the bookies. Vegas just doesn't they,
0: believe in them. Yeah. Dude, I just like, so. I, I need to talk this through with somebody because, like, I've been taking, cra- like, I've been going crazy all week thinking about this. So I'm going to talk through it. You then tell me if I'm right or wrong or what you see, kind of fill in my blanks here.
1: Yeah.
0: Colorado, I saw what they did week one. TCU, good offense. Big 12, though, doesn't play defense. We know this. So 45-42, that was a Big 12 game right there. All offense, no defense, except for, you know, Colorado and, you know, their interceptions and stuff. They played more defense than TCU did. Nebraska played on Thursday... They lost 13-10 to to Minnesota, who doesn't have a good quarterback, like, doesn't have Sadir Sanders at quarterback, has a quarterback that barely threw for 180 yards in that game. Their quarterback is a running back who can't even throw the ball. Sims looked terrible, and he's going to get eaten. Uh, Like, they turned the ball over four times against Minnesota. They'll turn over the ball at least three times against Colorado. Like, I just, I don't understand... I don't understand. I just, I think Nebraska is out is basically overmatched in this game and I don't think they're going to win.
1: Yeah. I mean, laying all that down. I mean, I would have to agree. Uh, like again, all, like, I watched that Colorado mm-hmm. game and they look electric. They look yeah. like they're clicking on all cylinders and, didn't and it's that, their first home
0: game this week.
1: Yeah. So, and then, and all the hype with Colorado fans have been like, it, they've been waiting for this mm-hmm. since Dion oh, got hired.
0: You want to know how much they've been waiting for? It, JD, I saw this on Instagram yesterday. So tonight we're recording this on Thursday. Guess what the cheapest ticket for Lions Chiefs is tonight?
1: Oh, cheapest? Yeah,
0: the cheapest ticket.
1: In American?
0: Sure. Yeah. Please. Okay. Not so, not in uh, not in Monopoly money. So
1: I'm gonna say. 78
0: bucks? 120 bucks. Dang. Guess how much the cheapest ticket is for this Saturday's game against uh, Nebraska for Colorado? 200. 250. 300.
1: 350.
0: 325. 310. 315.
1: 316. 320.
0: 321. Oh, 320. This, by the way, that had to be great content for, uh, yeah, I, for Spotify and Apple Podcast <laughs> yeah. viewers. They're probably like, What is going on right now? As Are I'm just up and me? down. Spitting numbers, spitting numbers. <laughs> See, this is this. You got you got to throw, sometimes you got to throw some bones out there that, uh, that just the just the audio listeners will love. Like when you get really close and talk like this. Um, and then there's sometimes you gotta throw something in there for the video viewers. You gotta keep people yeah. on their toes. You, you gotta watch, sometimes you gotta listen. Um, but yeah, it's just like 320. Like, so they're excited in Colorado. And that's yeah. the prime effect. I just
1: I'm that's sorry. Heck- I had
0: to go, I had to go on that tangent because I just I I don't know how like. I'm pretty sure I already put a bet in on minus three. I'm probably going to go what Dave said. I'm probably going to put another one in for Colorado minus six and a half, minus seven to win by a touchdown. And then, you know what else I might do JD that I'm kind of thinking about kind of uh, working in this head. What points bands I don't know what doing, I don't know. doing like basically like Colorado to win by eight to eight to 19 oh, or okay. uh, 21 to like, because I think they win by three touchdowns easily in okay. that game. I, I think it's going to be a blowout. Nebraska is unmatched. But let's move into our final topic before I blow a gasket here on the podcast. The last thing we're going to do is kind of talk about guys we liked, guys we didn't like from week one. And, of course, week one we're always going to have the overreactions. But these are, like, I do want to say – The guys that we are harping on that we do not like or we were unimpressed with, I should say that unimpressed with week one, not death sentences, but something's got to change if you want to keep your draft stock high for this season. So, J.D., my first question is I'm going to start with you, but do you want to start all you pick? Do you want to start start positively and negatively start negatively and positively? You take it away.
1: Let's start positive and negative. Oh,
0: you love starting. You love ending negative. Yeah. <laughs> give me give me your guide then. Who is your best player from week one that you like really, really enjoyed watching this week?
1: So my best player for this week is Will Shipley, the running <sighs> back from Clemson.
0: Wish he would have ran in that touchdown instead of caught that pass. Yeah. I had ten dollars on a rushing touchdown, JD couldn't give me one. But you know what? Clemson could only give me one touchdown, you know?
1: Yeah. No, <laughs> I mean, they I mean, this is kind of why I went Shipley. Well, mm-hmm. for two reasons. One, he was he wasn't so much on my radar, especially if you looked at my running back rankings. I didn't yes. even have him in the top five. Yeah. But so I, I I knew who he was, and I just I don't know, there was something that I didn't really like. But then going into this game, he was literally the only bright spot mm-hmm. for that Clemson team. It, like their team, that game for Clemson was horrible. I I hated watching mm-hmm. it. So Will Shipley was the only one who actually made it watchable. His ability <laughs> to to be elusive through the the tackles mm-hmm. and his ball carrying vision there was really like it. It was really good. Like mm-hmm. you could see it is good at bouncing around and i mean for how bad cuz that also that Clemson offensive line wasn't very good they i i wasn't a fan of it and to be able to get 6.7 yards per carry mm-hmm. on 17 rushes for 114 yards i mean for how bad that that Clemson team was i was just mm-hmm. super impressed and it's made me go back to watch more um, of his uh, film because I think he's somebody like how I said, if you watch the running back rankings, Mm -hmm. who's somebody that could uh, maybe get over uh, Henderson for the number one back. And I said it was Benson, the running back from uh, Florida state. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, I think after, again, maybe it's just an overreaction, but after week one, I I would go Will Shipley for, for that title. I think he's gonna be really,
0: really You the one thing that I'll say about um about Will Shipley and I don't know I don't know if this is lazy to me. I'm also uh fixing something here, JD, because I want to do I wanna show people you got I got it on the screen right now, JD. You can't see it, but they can for right now, uh YouTube watchers, what your running back rankings were uh, for the first big board. You can hear us talk about it on the YouTube channel, but like you didn't have him on there. You know who he kind of reminds me of former Clemson player as well. Currently having a nice career in the NFL.
1: Etienne.
0: No, he is a bigger Um, Hunter Renfro. He's about an inch taller and 20 pounds bigger than Hunter Renfro. Similar, like more as a running back compared to a wide receiver, but Can they kind of like the Raiders almost use Renfro as kind of like I almost want to say how the Niners use Debo, where it's like, hey, we'll hand the ball off to you, we'll throw the ball to you. Yeah. Um, Will Shipley, I believe, can fit that role of yes, he's a running back first, but like he could be a very good receiving back in the NFL. That guy that's like, hey, we've got our bruiser runner up the middle, then we got Will Shipley who can run the ball, find the holes but also can catch the ball out of the backfield.
1: Yeah. And I'll just say this. We're not, I'm not going to go into, into mm-hmm. detail, but my honorable mention was my boy, Bucky Irving.
0: I was going to bring him up because of the running backs. Yeah. Like he, he yeah. had a game, but let's be honest, Oregon dominated yeah. Portland, Portland state. Yeah.
1: yeah. He only had what, four rushing attempts. Yeah. I mean, that's all he needed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Four rushing attempts. When I saw that, because Grant, like mm-hmm. granted, I didn't watch it. Um, until after the game actually already had happened. Mm-hmm. But I saw, I looked on my phone, I'm like, four rushes, 119 yards? Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? I'm like, all right. So, but yeah, no, he, again, I think he's another one that will, if he continues to show that progress, I think he'll be someone who will rise up the boards as well.
0: Another thing I was going to mention, because you mentioned Oregon, um, I'm trying to look for the line here. Cause I thought about it earlier this week is, so who do you think had a worst week this year or the week this week, Portland state or Arkansas state? One got blown out by Oregon. One got blown out by uh Oklahoma.
1: Wasn't it, um wasn't it Oregon state?
0: No, Oregon, Oregon state. Or, they played San Jose state, but Oklahoma oh. beat Arkansas state, like 70 oh. something to oh, zero yes, or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 I saw that. I mean, Portland State at least put up points, but I was looking because Arkansas State I know plays Memphis this week. I think, and there was a part of me that goes, "I wonder what the line is right now." Yeah, so uh, minus twenty one might take that. Minus twenty one Memphis might take that for uh, Arkansas State. But I'm gonna I'll do the same thing as you. I got an honorable mention for my positive, but then I also have my main guy. My honorable mention. The guy who, and I don't know who the play-by-play guy was for um, this game on Fox. Oh, no. No, was it? No, it, wa- it wasn't. Uh, It wasn't our, our boy, Gus. No, was it? Oh, for the Boise State Washington game, the announcers uh, talked about how Mel Kiper is crazy. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't Gus because it was on ESPN. They were talking about how Mel Kiper is crazy. Because they had my boy Michael Phoenix. Michael Penix Jr., who rises from the ashes like a Phoenix. They had him him at number five on their uh quarterback big board when easily JD, he is the second quarterback in this class right now. I was right. He I will be right. Michael Penix Jr. is him. Five touchdowns this week. Cannot wait to see what he does in the pack two before joining the uh the Big Ten. But no, my dude is wide receiver. Like Marvin Harrison goes down this week. I was expecting a bigger week from Marvin Harrison Jr. Really expecting a big week from Ohio State altogether. And I'm really down on Ohio State. But Keon Coleman, man, like this dude, I was reading before the game. People are like, oh, he's gonna be a good volume, uh, volume receiver for Florida State. It's like, yeah, I wasn't expecting nine catches. For 122 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. You're, by the way, you're looking at the second best wide receiver in this class, besides right behind Marvin Harrison Jr., because he is him. He is him. I, I,
1: I, I, like I said, I was during our preseason rankings, I was, Mm I had high expectations for him. But even just watching that LSU and FSU game, I, I just I mean again if you're in the Discord you'd see me gushing about him every five minutes mm-hmm. because he just his ability to high point the ball and make guys miss after the cat or after yeah after the catch it's just he has that size and shiftiness that is hard to find with guys like him it's just, he's somebody that's like I, I'm glad you chose him because I I if if you didn't I was so I well- mean he's gonna be good.
0: And like people could see on the screen right now, I've had it up. You had Keon Coleman at number two for yeah. uh, the first big board. I will say this though, besides Keon Coleman, wide receivers in general, I was very happy week week one. Like yeah. Keon Coleman had a good week. A guy that you didn't have in your top five. I don't remember if I brought him up to you, but I can't wait to see how he does all year. Xavier Worthy. I like Xavier Worthy this week, even though he only had 90 yards and didn't score, but seven receptions, volume dude. Uh, Rome Rome Adunzi, or Adunza, I think it's Adunzi, out of Washington. Touchdown, 132 yards. He's going to benefit from having the second-best quarterback in the class as his quarterback all year. Like, those two guys really impressed me. Also, I think Brew McCoy had a good week for Tennessee. This week, there's only two guys that didn't have good weeks, and this will segue us in. I'll take the first negative, JD. You went with the first positive. This will segue us into guys that need to do better, they didn't impress me. And my honorable mention here is, um, Ameka Ibuka out of Ohio State, and my guy that I'm not happy with is Malik Neighbors now. The reason why I didn't talk about Ohio State before I said Malik Neighbors is I think after week one, both of these two guys fall into the same category of me. That I'm not putting the blame on them after week one. I'm putting the blame on their coaches and their teams after week one. Because in the in the Ohio State game, I was talking to Kai in the Discord about it because Kai's an OSU fan. Ryan Day coached that game horribly in my mind. He was too scared. Didn't want his didn't didn't trust his quarterback to sling it, even though I was seeing on Twitter, Ohio State fans were like, what are you doing, Ryan Day? He's throwing the ball. Well, let him sling the ball. Didn't trust him. And then after the game was like, well, our wide receivers need to play better. No, you need to coach better. That's what needs to happen. How about you take some accountability for only beating Indiana by 20 points when you should have blown them out of the GD water. And then Malik Neighbors. I think that LSU did him dirty. I don't think they put him in good positions. I don't think that Brian Kelly had his boys ready to play that game. I think Florida state won the coaching battle, which then won them the game being on the road. You have to have your boys prepared. They were not Malik neighbors looked lost out there, even though he had six receptions in the game, but like he wasn't even the worst one. I think the guy that you're going to bring up uh, played worse in that game, but like, yeah, I need to see more out of neighbors because I know he's got the skills, but if we keep seeing games like this, JD, guys like Worthy, guys like Adunzi, guys like um even Johnny Wilson for FSU, Tony Franklin, they might be passing him up. He might fall from, let's say, third in the class all the way down to five or six.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'll start off by saying my uh, honorable mention for uh I, I don't know. Worst player is uh, <laughs>
0: unimpressive player. We'll say. yeah. They unimpressed yeah,
1: like, us. I was super disappointed with Quinn Ewers. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I'm not going to go into it, but I just... let's be honest, you it. weren't too
0: high on him. He was an honorable uh, mention that snuck his way in.
1: Yeah, well, I I actually <laughs> went in with high expectations, but I just mm-hmm. wanted to put like put some notice on him, mm-hmm. and yeah, just wasn't impressed. But my actual most unimpressed is uh Jaden Daniels. Okay. So yeah, basically uh, wow. That was <laughs> Jaden's like where
0: do I start?
1: Yeah, like that was a stinker. Just I, I I don't know if it was the first uh LSU drive or maybe the mm-hmm. second, but there was a play and it was early in the game. A simple little screen pass, like a little bubble screen, absolutely airmails the the pass. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Maybe just has the jitters, you know, I don't don't know. I mean, he started all last year and it just, yeah, it didn't get better from there. He was missing easy throws. Mm -hmm. It looked like his communication with the O line, like picking up blitzers and Mm -hmm. coverages just wasn't there or he seemed very confused. You know,
0: one thing that, you know, NFL teams really like to see is how well can you read a defense?
1: exactly and like there was times that like again I I don't know where he was throwing he mm-hmm. was throwing into double coverage he just he looked lost out there and again for somebody who played all last season mm-hmm. and again and I I just to put this in perspective too it wasn't like it was an FSU home game it was a neutral site game so Good yes point. there was lots lot yes there was lots of uh FSU fans but I mean as it, it if it's a neutral site game, I don't think you can have that excuse. Oh, it's a loud Depend- environment.
0: Depends on where the neutral site is. You know I, what I mean? I, like if it's I, a neutral I, site I think, game, but it's in Florida, you know what I mean?
1: I could be wrong. I think it was in Dallas. Okay. I'm just, I I could be wrong about I'm, that. I'm looking
0: but, it up now to help us, yeah. but uh, I'm, was, I'm just saying Florida. sometimes there's neutral, neutral sites where it's like, Oh, it's a neutral site.
1: Yeah. yeah but it's from your state. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I think it was Dallas. It was indoors. I know that.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's see, Florida State, LSU. Let me click on it really quick. Oh, ESPN in there loading. You might be right. You might be right. It was in Camping World Stadium, Orlando, Florida. I was right, so uh, it wasn't Florida. Okay. It was a home game okay. for Florida State.
1: Okay, so sure. Um,
0: like, okay. like, just just so you guys like. Some of you guys might not be geography. Like, if this is Florida here, because Florida's kind of slanted like this, Yeah. Orlando's, like, here-ish, and Tallahassee's, like, up here-ish. No, 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 it's it's more to the left. It's at the top.
1: No, Tallahassee's, like, to the left towards... um, Because that's where I... Well, close to where I stayed when I was in Florida last year. It's by Panama City. It's, like, an hour, hour and a half away. It's, um...
0: I thought it was at yeah, the top. It, it's like. Or am like, I, I thinking of Gainesville?
1: You're thinking of Gainesville. Gainesville's at the top, like top right, I guess, of Florida. You're right. And Tallahassee's more left. like more Yeah, west. no,
0: I'm right. I am totally, I am totally right. So here's Florida. Here's the bottom of Florida. Yeah. This is, this is like the border of Florida here. Georgia? Yeah. So like right here, or the edge of my hand is Georgia. Tallahassee is like right here it is it is right it is right next to the Georgia border all the way on the left close to um, New Orleans
1: oh yeah yeah so it's yeah it is yeah it's so I'm saying like it's up it's okay. up here Orlando's I'm, down I'm thinking, here I'm thinking you're talking about so this is Georgia like where Atlanta is
0: yeah no this is this is Georgia right here the Georgia yeah. state line is here
1: uh, yeah, so Tallahassee
0: okay. would be here. Orlando's like down here.
1: Yeah. And yeah. Then,
0: I knew I wasn't going and, crazy.
1: And Gainesville's more to the east.
0: Yeah. Gainesville's like if Tallahassee's here, Gainesville's here, Jacksonville's up over here. Yeah. Duval County. Wrap it. Um, I mean, probably I, can, horrible I, the listener. I guess, I guess you could say, you know what? No. Yeah. You know what? It is an easier travel for Tallahassee from New Orleans. Yeah, it is. It's like, even though like Tallahassee isn't so close to it's to to Orlando,
1: I did I did the drive from New Orleans mm-hmm. to basically Tallahassee. Yeah, that alone, that's like that was like a mm-hmm. eight hour, five hour drive. You, Sorry, let's I mean, be honest.
0: They're probably flying over, right? Flying over yeah. the over the little no, Gulf uh, into Tampa, or flying into Orlando. No, I was driving.
1: No, no, I yeah, drove. but I'm
0: saying the LSU football oh, yeah, team flew yeah, into the Orlando. L- yeah, yeah. they didn't yeah, drive, yeah. They, they, drive they, they, into Orlando. They
1: probably Orlando. didn't take no bus. Yeah.
0: Oh, they're not taking the coach buses to, to Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> team um, bonding. Maybe very, that's why. Very not. much team. That's why they didn't play well. They didn't bond yeah. enough. But like, yeah, I just I LSU as a whole it's going to be interesting to see where they go from this because uh, they did not need this loss for uh playoff seeding because guess what? They're not going to run through the sec. Yep. They're not going to go through that sec without a loss or maybe two losses. So like, I don't know. D- Daniel didn't play well. Neighbors didn't impress me. Um, I'll ask you one guy that, we didn't mention that I do want to throw out and this kind of goes in with uh, Daniels and I brought up Michael Penix for, uh, for my honorable mention. You don't have to give a straight answer of like, yeah, he'd be right here on my board. But one thing I want to ask is uh, if Bo Nix plays as well as he did, I know he only played Portland state, throw the caveat out there. If Bo Nix starts playing well by, Week seven, when we're doing our second big board, any chance he's cracking into uh, actual rankings on the big board?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because, like I said, going into the for my preseason big board, mm-hmm. I just didn't know if it was for real or not because it was yeah. only one season. Now you give me a season and a half of that, mm-hmm. well, then you you've earned my respect for for as a as a prospect.
0: Before we end things, I got to ask you something. I'm going to ask you this live on the podcast for now that we've gone week one for next year. Would you rather do the big board exactly how we did it this time of doing the first big board before the season or waiting until after week one? Would you rather the week one hype Influence your big board or not influence your first big board is basically ra- what I'm asking.
1: I rather it not. I think it's more interesting. <laughs> I think I think I think it's more interesting. You're too. like I
0: don't want to fall in love with guys and then be wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I I like I like uh, the whole element of how the big mm-hmm. word can change from the start of the season to the yep. end. So. <laughs>
0: That's going to do it. Welcome in. The draft room is back, baby. One thing I did not... Did I mention? Yeah, I did mention the mock draft. Go check out my mock draft. It's up right now. You can check out JD's Big Board. Also on the YouTube channel, is top 25 is on mostvaliablepodcast.com where you can also check out all the podcasts. You can check out... We'll have player profiles up there as the season progresses. Mock drafts will be there. Um, JD's top 25 big board... We're going to have the calendars there so you can see when everything comes out on entertainment for sports. Go ahead and check out our Patreon down below. Join the Discord. If you're not a part of it already, go like us and leave a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you're if you're listening to this live on YouTube, they are already live, so you can go ahead and do that on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. JD, Canadian Cowboy, it's uh, great to have you back. It is great to officially, I know we did the big board and that's kind of where I was like, oh, officially, this is official. Yeah, The draft room is back. The boys yes, are sir. back in town.
1: I love it. Uh, oh. I'm very excited for this year.
0: I know we didn't beat Soapy, and we didn't beat Dave by any means, but uh, how many beeps do you think we had in this episode?
1: Combined, I'd guess, six.
0: <laughs> oh, you win a cookie, JD. We had six. Yeah, it was six right on the nose. Yeah. Um, What do you think was our you don't you don't have to say the actual word, but what do you think was our uh, was our cuss of choice today? The F-bomb. The F-bomb had about four of the five. Yeah, Let, let's be. So I'm going to say this right at the end. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Because it be, I'll, I'll ask you, maybe this changes a changes a bleep. When I called the 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 Washington Commanders by their former name. Should oh, I have beeped that? I I thought about that. I wrote it down just in case. Should I or should I not? We'll decide right now. I mean, here here's the reason why I almost don't want to JD because apparently they it back. well apparently there's a there's a Native American group that wants them to change it back. Yeah, like uh, okay, so, this is so, what? Like, there's a part of me that goes, "What should we do?" But then there's a part of me that goes, "What? What will the YouTube overlord thinks if I do?" That's what
1: I'm saying. Because for me, like, I'm gonna believe it not, because I
0: don't know what the yeah. YouTube mothership is gonna do. yeah. If we leave yeah it.
1: Because like, I'm not. Indigenous, I wrote it so down really because that, I'm like, that. I
0: know some people are gonna get upset that I said it, um, yeah. even though that they. Should change it back to it because there's even a Native American group that wants them to. I know that wasn't this was not supposed to be on the show today, but it is. Uh Yeah. I yeah. Know. You know what? We'll bleep it. We'll bleep it. But we'll see in the future. Maybe if they change it back, uh we won't have to bleep though. it in the future. I like how me and you had that same thought of like, I I wrote it down. I wrote it down. I'm like, I know that the YouTube overlords aren't going to like it, but yeah, let us know what you guys think down below about anything we talked about today. Caleb Williams, uh, Colorado Buffaloes, who were your most impressive and least impressive players from week one in the college season. JD and I will be back two weeks time to talk more draft as we'll be back all football season long. I want to thank you guys for listening. Thank the Canadian cowboy over here. And as always, have a good day everybody see
1: yep. ya